Welcome back, everyone, to Spar with Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I'm host, yeah. Coach O.J. On my right, I got my main man, Jay Blaze. How you feeling, Jay? Oh, I feel great, man. If I was any better, um, I'd be two of me walking around here. So enough with the intro. I'm ready to get down with the info. Okay. Good. Okay. On my far right, I got Castle King. Que lo que? What's up, my peoples? Que lo que, mi gente? As always, we are missing our main man, T. Peeps, tonight. Uh, was not able to make it, but I'm your host, Coach O. We're going to be talking about sports, politics, and religion Spa. on a busy week. Uh, if you guys like the show, we appreciate going. all of our listeners and now our viewers. Uh, subscribe and like below uh, and leave a comment on something that you do like. We want to hear. Uh, getting off on, we're going to get off on a uh, somber note. Uh, today, uh, obviously, the world is in mourning of the passing of one Kobe Bean Bryant. Yes, um, he's affected so many people in so many different ways, um, both positive and negative. Uh, and so this week, uh, you know, I was personally shook. I know we all have talked about it before, but uh, just you know, starting off, uh, Cass King, just give us a little bit about uh, how Kobe impacted you directly. I mean, he was a obviously he was a great skilled athlete. He was phenomenal. I think he was a positive attribute for the game. He was one of the last, I think, legends in the aspect of uh, the Mamba mentality, which is what he was about. So hopefully, there was people out there that took you know his his mentality of their work ethic to the game. So his positive attributes to the game, he was phenomenal. I I, I missed him in that aspect. He was very well. He was great. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. I mean. You talk about one of the greatest Lakers of all time. You talk about a sports franchise. Uh, and it's just been, you know, incredibly outpouring. Jay Blaze, uh, tell me what you think about Kobe and his passing. Um, I really think it was devastating, uh, surprising. You know, when you start a career with someone, we all started our career with Kobe not telling our age, I actually started Jordan's career, but it's nobody else's business. <laughs> you expect to kind of grow up with that person, monitor their life. You guys become parents around the same time. Uh, you guys get old together and you're watching TV, maybe your children and your grandchildren are saying, hey, you know, son or grandson, that's a great. Right. And we're not going to have that privilege. You know, like right now we're able to look back and say Kareem was a great or Jordan or Julius Irvin, but that's gone. And I, I think that's a missing uh, piece. And it's going to also affect them. I know we're going to get into that a little later, but the aspect of what he was doing for women, women's sport, mm -hmm. was simply amazing. It's a, a big turnaround. Just to think of the challenges he went through uh, with the allegation and, uh, of course, the charges being dropped, but the civil uh, litigation and from him to grow from that point. A young man, wasn't highly, drafted 17, wasn't like he was right. number one, worked hard, but a young man to not only bounce back from that type of scenario, but become an advocate for women and women's sport and the forefront of it was truly amazing. And I think that Kobe Bryant managed to beat Michael Jordan or something. I know he always wanted to be Michael Jordan right. on the court, which I respect, but what I respect more about him is that he decided not to be Michael Jordan off the court. I and I think that's really amazing. And there's no shot at MJ. I love MJ. But Kobe Bryant was sending forth the template in which these young men in any sport can follow, be an asset, not a liability. And rest yeah. in peace to the families that Ooh. passed with him mm. and his daughter, Gianna. So mm. she was going to be the next legend in, in women's basketball. I think she was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I mean, I feel you on that. I mean, one of the, the main things I think that hurt me the most. Um, again, I can tell my age. I graduated in 96 along with Kobe. So what I remember being a freshman in college uh, at the same time that Kobe was with the Lakers. Right. And just imagining what my life would be parallel to him. So, you know, having children, um, having young children, um, you know, and then just have a, such a devastating end to his tragic career. Sad. I was actually more, to be honest, truth be told, I was never really the biggest Kobe fan. Uh, while his playing days, I thought he was great. I thought he was a little bit of a black hole uh, when it came to it, you know, when the ball got passed to Pause. him. Um, but the reality was his play on the court, his uh, determination was unmatched Thanks. and he was relentless. Um, also on the defensive end. Um, but I was actually, I became a bigger Kobe fan 
post-basketball. Facts. Uh, what he was able to do, he won an Oscar uh, last year with his uh, short film on Deer Basketball. Yes. Uh, he was exploring avenues uh, that, you know, most men of color don't aspire to post-playing career. Facts. And I think he was blazing a path uh, for many athletes to see. Um, and not to be too cliche, but to have it come to a sudden tragic end like that, um, you know, maybe it's a bittersweet, but if his legacy is going to be immortal from here on out, um, you know, I, I and it, I'm trying not to get emotional well, Coach, thinking about it. Let's think about this. He he went out being a father. Mm. father He's a legend. Here. Shout out, to the real dads millions. Out there. Shout out to the real dads. There's a lot of them out there that we, we're not getting credit, but that's another show another day. You got a guy that's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm. This guy gets up early Saturday morning, Sunday morning, excuse me, and he takes his daughter to basketball practice. Like you have guys that's barely millionaires that don't take their practice. Their kids to practice. And taking people there, even the people that died, they were going to take neighbors yeah, and, and taking neighbors and themselves to others. The Alto Bello families, the the Housers. I mean, all of those families affected itself. by this tragedy. Yes. You know, I think the whole Southern California community and really the whole world, it resonated. Um, I'm a father. I have a daughter. Um, you know, the, the first thing I did when I saw her after that was just hug her a little bit tighter because you cannot be a human being with a heartbeat and not no, feel for that, that fa those families affected by that Sad. tragedy. I agree. Um, and, and again, you know, Jay blaze mentioned on it, uh, women's basketball, you saw UConn, uh, honor Gianna, um, by, uh, pregame, um, with a seat on the bench. That was something that, that was amazing. Do. So, um, great if you look at what them. Kobe was doing for women's basketball, I saw a report by Candace Parker. He was reaching out equally to female basketball players, female. He would athletes. attend their games too. So yeah, I mean, yes. he was a big, so, uh, you know, hopefully, um, I don't want there to be another Kobe. I want Kobe to exist in his own spectrum, but I, I hope that there are other young athletes who are seeing the play, the, uh, trail that he blazed and take the mantle and push it forward because he was doing some great things. I, I was looking for, I mean, which tribute people were showing tribute. They're putting a lot of pictures and posts out there. I actually would like to see people not imitate his game, but imitate that passion that he has for that. Absolutely. Game, to have the Mamba mentality to take over and make sure that there's a team play and that you're pushing yourself, you're challenging yourself each, each day. So you don't have to look at these steroid abusers on there. So you can actually do it. <laughs> With a, a different mindset, the right way. That mindset. Work. The right yes. way. And I, I think his death as well was something that a lot of resonated with a lot of people because of his age, the children. Oh, yes. And that's something that he transcended a couple of decades and different generations that people hit home that it's a reality that yes. something can happen to you that way. And, and even with your children. So. And I mean, you know, it, people have compared his death to that recently, say, Michael Jackson. Um, you know, these child stars that we were that were in our homes from a young age and we actually watched grow up into our eyes. Right. And I mean, Kobe, unfortunately, went through some dark times. You know, right. there was the infidelity. There was the allegations from Denver. There was uh, the uh, divorce, planned divorce that right. they reconciled the two children afterwards. You know, like I said, this second act, which, you know. There's a generation that maybe not even got to see Kobe as a player. They just know him as this Mamba. And so right. um, I, I'm i really sad for that whole community. I'm sad for the Laker nation. I think um, that made him relatable as well, too, because being that he went through those situations, let him know that you're human. Yeah. You can go through things. You can come through adversities. You can come through different challenges and, yes. and survive and risk all that. It's not always just cream on the top and that you're at the top of the icing, that you were a human being, and that you can survive through that. Yeah, no, no, definitely nobody's and, perfect. And if you're one of the people that have chosen to honor Kobe, I I would prefer him. I, I would recommend follow the second half of his life. Um, love your kids. Mm -hmm. Embrace who they are, what they want to become. Coach them and do your very best. And, and, and not only that, but he was there for other people's children. There's, there's children out there that also need father figures or yeah. maternal figures. Uh, reach out, be that person that make a difference and be consistent. Believe in others' dreams as well as your own. I, I think that's very important that we are more than just a hashtag or graffiti or wearing your number or not wearing a number anymore. But when you say you want to honor this person, and I'm not making them a God, just if someone would ask you, but if you want to honor them, 
then do something that brings honor to their name and, and make it a continuum. Yeah. Let not this time next year, we're not thinking about something else different. Let this be uh, a wake-up call for those who are not being the best parent they can be or not being the best husband they can mm. be or not being the best brother or friend. Let that be a wake-up call that life is short. Love hard. Yeah. Indeed. At all times. Indeed. No. And, uh, you know, the, the the hashtag girls dad, uh, this is a call to men to step up to be fathers out there because, uh, you know, there's Love no better children. relationship between a father and a daughter. Correct. Um, to show her how how a man should treat her going down Facts. the road. So, Facts. Um, hashtag RIP Kobe and the families at yeah, loss. Absolutely. Yes. Well, turning into this weekend, we do have the Super Bowl, a Super Bowl coming up, and so um, you know, as you guys know, uh, the 49ers are uh, traveling down to Miami, so they're coming all the way across the country. They've been here for a week now. That's uh, right. Versus the Kansas City Chiefs. That's right. Uh, I like to say my Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and so. Um, uh, you know, looking at the game, there's some going to be some great matchups. There's going to be some legacies on the line. Uh, you know, we talk about, you know, leaving off Kobe, what legacies you were looking at the start of a career of, of a young man, Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Um, we've seen him as a child on, on the sidelines as a bat boy for his dad as a so he's another second generation athlete. Uh, who's quickly risen to the mantle uh, of his sport. So we could be the, looking at the beginning of a Tom Brady-esque career. Right. Um, that being said, uh, Castle King, what are the matchups you're looking forward to the most in this weekend Super Bowl? I'm thinking it's going to be the defense okay. is, is going to be the key factor. on I think offense is going to play a key on there. Uh, the okay. matchup that I think to watch or the who I think I'm going to low-key MVP is going to be Bosa. That's going to be who I'm oh, calling okay. out. Okay. A little okay. suspect on there. I think it's going to be 28-21. 49ers are going to take the win. Wow. I think right, it's going to write okay. that down. 28-21. 28-21. Okay. 49ers. Keeping in my little I'm just going to call it out ahead of time. It should be almost a no-brainer, but it's going to be a very competition. Wow. It's going to be a good competition, but... Bosa is going to be a low key MVP. Now, I should mention at this time, we do have a bet. King Peeps and I are uh, pro Shout KC. out King Peeps. Uh, San Francisco has uh, these two gentlemen. I use that word. Uh, I didn't pick generously. KC, I did you generously. I, did pick I call KC you gentlemen. For the win the last time. I'll call you gentlemen. shaming us. <laughs> but uh, I use that word generously. <laughs> oh, gentlemen. But these two gentlemen have uh, chosen gentlemen San Francisco shame? 49ers. That's right. I'm a loser. Of that, I uh, will cook, have to cook barbecue for the That's others, right. uh, which I do like a brisket. Um, I do like it smoked. No, we make uh, what we, there's no need for even eight to twelve hours. So we make um, what we want. Get some wood pellets. Get ready because listen, Casey's your chicken today was was presentable, okay. but I want a little right. more crispy. All right, Jay Blaze, what you got on the wh which matchup are you looking forward to the most? Well, it's interesting because you know, Patrick Holmes plays for the Chiefs, and his dad didn't he play for the Braves? I think he played a couple. He was a journeyman. He played in Boston. Oh, he yeah. played a few places. He played a couple he places. places as well. Well, the matchup I'm looking for is not the obvious one. I'm looking at the linebackers from the 49ers. And I'm looking at the linebacker oh, core defense. against the Chiefs. And I think um, who's going to be – who's going to give it the plan? I'm watching this. It's going to be one thing I want to do is give a shout out to um, Raheem Morstert. Okay. New Smyrna from Beach. Florida. Smyrna. Representing Florida. Represent. He's, he's home. Flow grown. Flow grown. I'm looking at track, track star. I'm looking for him to run amok. But I'm willing to say these two people either going to make a play for the good of the 49ers. It's going to either be Patrick Mahomes or Tyron Matthew. If you watch enough tape all the way back from college. The Honey Badger? The Honey Badger. I love him. He has great instincts. He watched a Boss. lot of film. Honey Badger don't care. Right. He doesn't care. But one thing he will do is he will go <laughs> for the big play. Okay. And this is Super Bowl. Points Super will Bowl. be at a premium. It'll be the Super Bowl. Points are at a premium. And I feel like he's going to make the mistake wow. of the game that's going to get the 49ers to victory, 23-20. to 20. It's going to be low scoring. I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line is physical enough. I watched the 49ers at least four times this year. They're very disciplined. It's going to be very important for Joey Bosa to maintain the edge and the edge rushes to keep. I know this sounds crazy. Keep Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. Can't do it. Because I'm calling he, three sacks. They're going to, they're going to keep him, in, they're going to keep him in the pocket. They're going to keep him in the pocket. They're going to make him make plays. They're going to play up on the receivers. They're going to play multiple coverages. Andy Reid. I just see you doing the same thing you did with the Eagles versus oh, come on, man. the Patriots hey, in the Super Bowl. On, I, I just see you coming up short. Come on. Uh, you okay. don't, you, the only place you don't come up short 
and the Reeves at the, at the dinner table. What's your, what's see you, what's, yeah, what's your thoughts I'm on taking that, Coach? Okay. I'm well, taking shots. Thinking, I got the 49ers 2320. Well, what you got on that, Coach? Okay. What you got? What you talking about? Uh, I am taking this game in the opposite direction. Of course you uh, are. Apparently. Tell the, us why. <laughs> the matchup I'm actually looking forward to, the matchup that I'm banking on, is a tight end matchup. You're having actually two of the best tight ends in the game. That's, a, that's uh, right. So you have that safety valve. I, I go back to the days of Dallas when they had – uh, Jay Novacek, Moose Johnson. That's right. Um, Full, and, yeah. and that flexibility. Uh, you talk about Mark Rivaro. If you look at the tight ends throughout the history, they've always been the difference maker in the Super Bowl. So you're going opposite of me because I pick linebackers, and the so linebackers I, are athletic the, the, enough. Those matchups, but if Can you look Mahomes, at Kelsey Kid, and Kittles now, Mahomes going to uh, have to Kittles, struggle in that pocket. I do believe he's he's better, is a better overall tight end. Tight end overall. Um, he has had the past two seasons. He's been a monster. Facts. I but. Again, I'm not going against my KC. I think, unfortunately, what happens, KC is going to get up early on uh, the 49ers. They're not going to be able to catch up. Jimmy Garoppolo has passed, what, 28 times the entire playoff run? Facts. So he, he's, you know, I hope that they have a game plan, but we don't know how but he's going to the react. They're more well he's balanced. Gonna, he's, he's not, we don't know if he's going to react. Exactly. He's they got a running game. They got a so passing Co- game. Coach O just told me. Complete oh, I'm sorry. Can Go ahead. Finish? Go ahead. So, Go for it. I do have... Uh, the 40 or the San Francisco uh, at 48 and the 49ers at 41. I think I think they're going to scorch him. I think what? they're going to put up 21 in the first quarter. And from there really? on out. Yeah, I have Patrick Mahomes with five. touchdowns. So I have two things. Five touchdowns. I got two, five things. Touchdowns. I got two things to say. Number one, what makes you think they're going to get up early when they got in the last two games? They started out behind. They started slow. I don't think they're going to let that happen. All right. Number number two, more importantly. And I just think this is interesting for me to ask you. It's like, what makes you think that the 49ers are going to give up 49 points? A couple of things. I don't think they've seen an offense this dynamic. And I don't think the NFL has a passer with the qualities that Patrick Mahone has. He can okay. make passes. He can fit balls in the windows that no one else can do in the league. True. So because of that, I think that the with teams with bad defense not really going to be ready for it. Then again, when you get down, you look at the scoreboard, you see, oh, my gosh, it's 21 nothing with, you know, four minutes left in the first quarter. I'm sorry. Panic starts to set in. We've seen that happen before. Fact. I think and the so, panic is going to be on KFC. And so, so I, I'm sorry, but I think on Kansas City, I think the sting of last year losing uh, to the AFC championship being so close to it. They're not going to stop. They're they're going to put the pedal to the metal. They're going to come out aggressive. Yes. Look for some big plays early. Of course. And again, you cannot you cannot hand the ball to Rasheed Mozart and expect him to carry the ball twenty five times. You can and 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 expect to win the game. But not here's something you mentioned something very well. Actually, they got a middle of the road defense seventeenth. But you mentioned something very important, and that's that the Chiefs does not have any real tape on what the passing game will look like. If the 49s came out opening up with passes, there's been games that Jimmy Garoppolo won this year. Jimmy G with passing the ball, we threw for almost 400 yards. What is that going to look like? All of these different run designs, everything from jet sweep to power to traps. And then one of the things that you're underestimating is who's Kyle Shanahan's dad. They used to call him the rat because he kind of like a rat back in the day. Mike Shanahan. Does he have any Super Bowl experience? Yes. Does he know how to win? Yes. Chop is blocks? he smart? Yeah. Hey, a win is a win. A <laughs> little dirty, but secondly, little chop blocks. Secondly, I'm going to finish with this. Jimmy G may have not been a starter, but he knows what it's like to go to the Super Bowl back to back. He knows what preparation looks like. He knows what rest looks like. He knows what habits He's like. Been to the big These game. are the little nuances that I've been kind of mulling over because I like Patrick Mahomes. But in big games, he starts slow. Okay. And you get behind with this team, and they're just more powerful. And with that they defense to, that they got, because 49ers are going to put pressure on him. I don't think he's going to see He's never press. seen He's this. never seen this type he's of never pressure. Seen he's going to have to be able to be accurate out the pocket. Gonna Can we push he's going to be able to get, he's gonna have to get rid of that ball I'll, I'll put push three seconds. On. How about one? How about two? Got, pu- how about two push-ups on each point? Okay. And let the team win by. Okay. So I'll, if it's a blowout. So if they score as much as you are, you're talking about 100. If it's 50 to 20... 49ers and you owe a 60 push-up. Okay, just we'll, see. we'll see how it goes. All right. All right. Well, hey, tell us your Super Bowl comments. Let what us know what you guys think? think about the games coming up. Tell us what you think and, in the uh, comments section. Again, uh, thanks for joining in. Welcome back, everybody. This is Castle King. We're jumping on to our second segment here. Say a word. We're going to be talking about politics. Uh, Ooh, spooky ooh, ooh. combo. Not oh, suitable for work. Not safe. Right. 
Not so safe. we're going to be talking about identity politics. Does it play a role in how we make our selections and elections? Uh, so we're going to be talking about race. Does it take effect in what we do and how we make our choices in politics? Uh, yep. what, do you, what do you guys think about that? Well, let me what, let, what think, let me just leap into this as a black man. Side, that's a joke. Ah, that's a joke. Ah, Jay Blaze in the hood. I am one hundred percent against identity politics. I think it's all a sham. It is interesting. <laughs> not shocking. I, of course, it's not shocking. But I just think it's interesting that some of the best leaders always talked about unity. MLK, the person we just celebrated, not even a month ago, said, "Hey, we need to judge people by the content of their hearts." Um, for those who are believers, we looked in the Bible, we talk about unity, we talk about the value of talking about common goals. A couple things identity politics does for us. Number one, it makes us victims mentally because you're breaking people down to, uh, well, you know, it's a woman or you're a black person or you um, a letter person. I'm sorry, I'm not saying all the letters, I apologize. You're a letter person or you're this or you're that. So what it does is now it makes us all victims. Once we become a victim, we also become divisive because you got to think about it. If I'm just, for example, if I isolate you as a black man, and we're just talking about one of the things, and I know it's funny, but if I isolate you as you know white people, white people, white people, eventually people who are not, who are white, who are not racist will begin to automatically, arbitrarily go, hey, this guy's just talking noise because... I know I'm not, and I'm tired of being called racist. We're not talking about the current president now. We're talking about something else differently. The next thing we talk about in identity politics is fear. It's, des it's designed for giving people the victim's mentality. It's, divine, it's the, um, actually designed for division. Okay. It's designed to create fear. It's also designed to make us single-issue voters. We all mentioned something in the last segment. We all fathers. What do fathers want? Fathers want the best for their children. They want access to make money for them. They want to put them in a nice neighborhood. We all want the same thing. But when we do identity politics, we turn into, hey, well, I got to take the course of action of a woman. I got to take the course of action as a person that has different sexual preferences. I got to take the course of action of a black man. I got to take this course of action. And we become single issue voters. Simmer down, brethren. It's almost soon time for you to talk. Also, there is no advancement in place. Why is there no advancement in place? Because as a politician, I'm going to run on the fact that I'm going to fight for the rights that you have already. Not for the rights that you are guaranteed as a citizen of the United States. Some of the things people talk about, hey, we're going to fight for the right to get you treated normally by the police officer. That's my right. We're going to fight for the rights for you to have a good education. That's, that's my right. You're not looking to advance. So people are completely happy with, hey, they're just going to make sure nothing else gets taken away from me. So what it does, it actually makes people not focus on the advancement that every American citizen deserves. It makes them focus on, I just hope they don't take this from me or take that from me. Also, um, it's a failing strategy because it causes hate. It causes hate. It's so many things that we have in common that we can walk on and promote. And this is any form of identity politics. I'll even do, I do, I'll do both sides. Where people go, hey, you know, if you do this, then uh, on the opposite side, well, then the black people or the illegal immigrants are going to take your jobs. That's identity politics. You're driving any type of, I'm not saying Republican, Democrat, Independent, um, Libertarian, Green Party. Anytime you get down into individual identities as people, when you see me, you can't see my intellect. You can't see my character. You can't see my belief. Don't look at me as a black man. I know that's, you have no choice unless we're doing that. I can choose whatever gender and whatever person I am. Don't look at me as that. Look at me as an individual that wants the best for his family and look at the next person to find out what is, is important for them. But when you put me, and I'm sorry, I think I went a little longer. I think Coach okay, was ready to talk. When you put people in the box, then they become single-issue voters. So if I understand you correct, I I'm hearing that you think that it's used as a tool for division, to divide into people rather than 
coming in a different aspect of just focusing on the politics. So you think it's a divisive tool yes. as far as the identity So we politics. put all the minorities in one area and then we can garner their votes and we can put all the people that's rich and in this aspect and garner their votes. So it's not it's not something that I'm saying that one particular party does. I, I am against every political party because I believe every political party does it in one way or another. And I'm completely against identity politics because at the end of the day, we all lose with that let's find common goals and let's work together to achieve them and attain them well well said i I like your points where you got there coach oh it looks like you've been uh about to boil over so the teapot is definitely a boiling so uh whenever you're ready to blow some steam steam. go for that (laughs) what are your feelings on that uh wow well um (laughs) i guess the the initial thing is if you want to I, i understand what you're attempting to say and that would be great in a utopian society. <laughs> in these United States of America, yes, with the history that has been established, that is not possible. Um, we have to identify the source at the root. And I, I use a, a simple example. We, we've all heard that, oh, after Obama, America's post-racial. That's a farce. Okay. Okay. I mean, just yesterday in the impeachment trial, they set a dog whistle out to their constituency uh, addressing the uh, article written about the 1619 Project. So that's okay? identity politics. It's, it's identity politics because it's still not a level playing field. And for you to actually sit up here and believe that it is, is fine. Now, guess what? We're fortunate. Can, can you I, use I, identity I, I, politics to level off? I'm just on. trying to understand so what you're saying. So we're fortunate. I'm very fortunate. I grew up in a great home yes. um, with great parents. I, I know we all came from great backgrounds, and we were able to achieve. We are the exception, not the rule. The reality is, is most people from minority minority communities do not have positive role models because of the systemic racism that has existed in this country since 1619. Okay. Since the first dark-colored skins arrived on this on this piece of land okay. that was originally inhabited by indigenous people, okay. right? Yes. There has been an agenda to eliminate and exterminate them, okay? Or control them. That has con- con- continued through slavery, okay. through Jim Crow, through civil rights and voting rights acts. We are right. still fighting for voting rights act in the state of North Carolina. They're still fighting for voting rights in the state of Georgia, right? This is 50 years since past Martin Luther King, and we're still having to fight for the rights for people to get out and vote. Now, it is it is of no ideology. And, and I know what you're going to say. Oh, well, carry on. The, the, carry on. Go the reality is, is this. Is unfortunately, when you still have Tiki Torch Boys walking <laughs> through the streets of Charlottesville saying that Jews will not replace us, blood and soil, which is a Nazi chant, when you still okay. have those characters and then you have mm-hmm. number 45 up there saying, well, I think there's good people on both sides. You still have dog whistles coming from the very top, alerting his constituency that guess what? I'm back in charge. Okay. Oh, now I okay. did get some stats. There's been an uptick of 17% of hate crimes <laughs> just in the past two years. Okay. 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 So to say that identity politics is not an issue is very much so an issue. Unfortunately, I said it's an issue. Carry unfortunately, on. what does happen is because people do believe we're post-racial. Oh, we elected Obama, so now everything must be good. They think that anytime you say, hey, I don't feel comfortable with that statement that you made. They say, oh, you're trying to, everything is racist to you. (laughs) Well, yeah, everything is kind of racist to me in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I I do believe identity politics needs to be an issue. I do believe we need to address systemic racism from its very root, understand exactly what redlining does, how that affects communities of color, understanding what happened to Black Wall Street in Tulsa, understand when people's homes were taken from them in Chicago, that all that equity was lost. And the black community has been robbed year after year, decade after decade, generation after generation in this country that has left them far behind. We are just now seeing the positive effects of what happens when a generation had access to education, higher jobs, and you expect, oh, pick yourself up by your own bootstraps? Come on, man. Well, that, but first of all, he said some interesting stuff that was kind of wrong. That, so Jay Blaze? let's go back. It seems like you agree with me that identity politics is negative. And if we're going to really discuss this and talk about that, I know a certain person that ran for president in 2016 and said she had hot sauce in her purse. Like, that's, that's how you're going to respect me? You're going to throw a Jay-Z and a Beyonce concert 
because you feel like I'm black and that's good enough. Every person in this room actually have things that are important to them, Agreed. their family, and their children. Secondly, yes, there was an uptick. Also, there was a, a much increased uptick on people who actually reported those numbers. Thirdly, to the point which most people don't understand, if you go back and, and you know what I always challenge people to do? I challenge them to do the YouTube test. Because there is a test that you can easily do. I want you to go back and just Google any videos from the 50s, 60s, 70s, maybe early to mid-80s. And you got people of color speaking proper English, well-educated, performing at a high level. You do. As a matter of fact, when they desegregated the schools, they found that the black kids were performing higher than the white kids. So it's not that it took a long time. Black Wall Street happened post-slavery. And then when all the stuff you talked about, everything from redlining to the KKK to um, fighting for the right to vote, let's be honest, I've yet to find a person of color that's 18 or older without an ID. It's a whole, that's just what I mean. That's a perfect, that's that's a, do you know a person of color that does not have a form of photo ID? All right? So, People are going off with this narrative. Now, the young lady, the governor, the one that was running for governor, she lost fair and square. She lost fair and square. So mm -hmm. when people go, oh, we have voted. No, they, the fact that you're asking people to have an ID, I need an ID to get a job. I need an ID to, to cast a check. I need an ID to buy alcohol. And all of a sudden, these black people allegedly don't have IDs. I mean, it's the most, but it's an identity. This is a perfect example of identity politics. They're trying to stop black people from voting. They are. And I could, I could, well, I could the original agree with you guys party that. that stopped black people, that put dogs on them, that put water hoses on them, are Democrats. Those are the people that vote and fall. No, those are Dixiecrats. No, they're very, not Dixiecrats. If you go back and look at them oh, right now, now, they're still, they went down as Democrats. We'll so, have this so you, argument you guys are both in time. agreement that identity politics is, negative. is, is, a, is a negative. Right, that's what I'm saying. I don't no, understand no, what no, we're no, disagreeing on. So you don't, you don't think that you it's going to come down? You don't think, think that it comes down to you, the people themselves and, and actually come I'm not down a victim. and vote to it? Hang on. I think if you do not, if you turn a blind eye to identity politics and think that everything is hunky-dory in this country, you are not extremely naive. So let's let's agree on that. So we let's say we do agree that identity, which we all agree that it's it's something negative. What do you think would be a tool, or what can we go from here to make it something positive? Is it not the power of the people in a sense that we, the unity? That's where the, the march of, of of Dr. King was on there, where there was all minority minorities, all all people together. Where I think it should be as far as classes. We're, again, we're talking about politicians and not politics on there. Right. So we have to get ourselves up to that point. Correct. We say? have to demand. We have to demand deliverables. There's no fine. Now, do you think do you there, think that would be through either classes from poverty, from poor, middle class, and all the way up, rather than identity or race? We we need to be addressed where the issue is. The issue. That it, the issue, and, and of course, racism exists and profiling exists. My son was profiled less than a week ago. So I can say that in a store that I, I, I will patron almost every other day, and he patrons almost every other day. We're not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying that you're saying, hey, that you're being disenfranchised because you're black and vote for me with no plan is, 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 is masturbation. It makes you feel good, but there's no results. Now, I watched every single Democratic debate. I want results. I watch every single Democratic debate. They're the, they're the people that use, and, and both parties use it, but specifically towards people who have different ideas of what sexual preference they are, people of color, illegal immigrants. I haven't seen one single person come forth with a plan to help blacks in the inner city and Latinos in the inner city. Which I was going to jump in on that as well because yes. not, not one has even not spoken about plan. not one has even spoken to about Latinos they just in general. We just all denied speaking. We just victims. And, and anyway, and we are thirteen percent of the vote. Latinos okay. are thirteen percent. I mean, of the higher. If if we could look at That's what's happening in 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 Puerto Rico, right, uh, and say how that is just on the not even on the back page of the news. Which, which is that should, those are American citizens we'll agree suffering you. through, her, through we'll earthquakes, agree. and they, I and they have not even I got mean, a disaster. I haven't seen disaster a one relief. Red Cross commercial for that. They, have, they, have, okay. no, they haven't signed a okay. bill of, so, of disaster. Oh, we got people sending money to Australia 
and we got our own American citizens we suffering. Agree. Why? Because they're brown people. And, we, and the reality is, is nobody so, cares. So talking about them being brown people, is that a resolution or is that a way to get the brown people together to vote for you? Talking about the the the, the sparing, uh, uh, um, how black people are inspired. I mean, I'm just dis- I'm, dis- I'm disappointed in the democratic abo- across the portion board. of it because the Acro- Democrats, right. I think that just because the president currently in charge, just because he said to build a wall or something negative, that they got a landslide that they don't have to address. They're the not issues. getting them. And that's where that's they're where not getting the Hispanic vote. I'm sorry, people, I agree with you. I they're mean, not that, getting that's it. they haven't even addressed any issues. That, they don't. I haven't heard anything at all. They haven't been to any of the town halls. Well, any answer any of the questions that the parties uh, have sent out. There's, to them. Oh, I think, what over 400 bills sitting on Moscow Mitch's desk right now. So the reality is, is that the bills that they are trying to push forward, the bills that they are trying to push forward. To, Could you give listen, us some it's, example it's of not, some bills? It's not just. It's not just. Minorities of uh, uh, communities of color. Anybody. These I'm just talking anybody. trying to help anybody. everyone. But the reality is, it should be Listen, by class, my, my poor, guy, middle class, my, I'm gonna go, all colors. I'm going to go with my guy, right? Yang Yang, who's your guy? I mean, the people can't read your mind. Is, is trying to push forward an agenda that's going to lift up all people, right? Right. Of race, class, and color. But yes, there's no identity there. In there. Especially in the Green New Deal that gives... <laughs> oh, my gosh. That gives special opportunities to communities that have been historically disenfranchised. We got that already. It was an executive order signed already for $100 billion in December, I believe, of 2018. Or 2000. I think it's 2018, December. There was a bill, uh, executive order already yep. signed by the president for $100 billion. What is he doing? That's nothing those, new. And who do you think those contracts are going to? It's going to get jobs and resources in those but disenfranchised are they, are they, communities. Are they life-changing jobs? Anyone can get a job that pays them $10 Anything an better than it, me having to hustle is a life-changing job. Do you know, the unemployment is so low, but yet we still have people having to work two or three jobs just to make ends meet. No one can afford to live anymore because some of that the be rent spending? is too high could, could because the people who own the properties are not selling them to people of color. The mo- you know this, and we've talked about most this, people, that most minorities have lost their ownership within the past 50 years. Why? Those numbers are much lower because when the rent got too high, they, they could not afford to buy. What areas is this is happening? On them. What areas is this happening? It's, this, it's very on important. Inner cities, you want inner to look, city, okay, look at what specific Parties, hold on, because we're getting somewhere. What specific parties are ahead of those inner cities where black people are losing their houses and jobs? Because we, we gentrification? keep gentrification. Gentrification. What 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 political parties are typically ahead of state in there? We we getting somewhere, but these are the same people that cause me victim, 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 and then they stay victimizing me. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. <laughs> hey, you should feel upset because you're wait. I am disenfranchised. I'm gonna vote against this guy. Stop. People at the end okay. of the day, so, we need to vote. Like you said earlier, Yang Gang has a plan to help everybody. Correct. Right. So I obviously we know there's always going to be issues. And we'll talk about this another time, another place. How do you how do you climb your own way out? And there's a lot of things that people have to do. Like, by the way, let your money last more than eight hours in your neighborhood, maybe one of the ways. <laughs> that you, I agree. That you I can agree. build your neighborhood. But we, I think identify politics. St- we need to identify with ourselves. Facts. And, and get ourselves Facts. and check ourselves not, again. And get to the polls. We got to get I, ourselves I would, out I would, there I would, and, and make the right vote. I would as love to do that. As a class of people. Not would, a color, not a race. As a class of as people. As a class of people. Thank the you. middle class as a class. Facts. We're all brown. Some are lighter brown. Facts. Some are more beige than yeah, brown. See it there? We're all white, black. We're there all the go. same. It's a class of people. If you're in the same neighborhood, we're all poor. If you're in the same neighborhood, you're middle class. It's you got to get each other and get out there and vote. It's been proven that two individuals with the same credentials but with different names. So when Tyrone Smith submits an application for a job and William Smith submits an application for a job, William is going to get called six more times than We're Tyrone We're not debating does. that. Where's okay? the policy so, to fix so that? When you, when you guys, when you Where's guys, the policy? You have to identify and you have to address the system. Where's the policy? Its, talking about it, never get anything done. Oh, well, you know what the, happened? The, I need to lose weight. You, well, you me agree. talking about me needing to lose but weight some, some, of the boot, some of the bootstrap stuff you're talking about is whether you're going to invest the right, uh, save the right money and start your own business. Invest in the black banks or other banks that you're going to do to invest into your community. How, how about dad staying at home. How about that? Keep, how about, keep the father in the home. Avoid, you know, that's it. How about takes, stop smoking or whatever it takes to stop getting to make sure that how nothing about that you can be able to get arrested in, in any the 60, class. Black people, middle class was is stronger, stronger than white middle class. So we need to we have to redress because the whole. As far as they we could need go. to read. No, we have to redress that's the whole thing. As far as they could go, something happened where fathers 
started leaving homes. And that's a real big issue. It's called the Iran Contra scandal, and all actually, it's called it's called the welfare thing. But you have to all be the accountable. Drugs they pumped you have to, the yeah. Somebody cities. somebody held them down to put drugs in their hand to sell, or put drugs in their body to take. Listen, that's okay. what they did. Okay, it's well, always that's what I'm saying. That's but a there's accountability. There's accountability. At some point, it's going to come out to some kind of accountability. Be a we man. know that the, the struggles there. We know the, the the that the devil's out there. We know the poisons, the laws. There's more against us than others. That's a fact. But that is a fact. But at some point, you got to be able to persevere with a small steps at a time. Not saying that we can't, but we have to start taking some accountability. And I'm not talking about changing the law. We got to address ourselves to get it. And I'm not saying in general that it's because of us. It's never that. But you still got to make some kind of moves to in. You got to stop being victims, number one. You got to empower yourself. You got to stop. How do you you look? Let me ask you a question then. Sure. And you don't have to answer because I'm not the model. How do you look to your oppressor? For the answer. You don't look for them to the answer. Correct. Right. So we have to <laughs> take you, 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 you feel like they're your oppressor. Why are you looking for, to them for answers? I'm not looking. You I'm, find I'm, it house by house. Make your own. With, with our, Hire your own. No. Okay. So within our community, but we don't sit there and, and turn a blind eye to it and say it doesn't exist. There's no exist. blind eye. We've been I didn't say it doesn't exist. How long have we been dealing with since the 50s? Did I ever say it doesn't exist? half a century. Did I ever say it doesn't exist? No. We're all agreeing that it's I am looking for solutions, not for reminders. I don't need somebody to tell me every day that I'm fat or that I need to work out. <laughs> and that's I what the identity to, I, politics is. Right, I've gained weight, people. i gain weight. I don't need that's people to tell for. me that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't need someone to tell me that. What I need is action. I need to start eating better. I need to make a conscious decision to work Absolutely. out. I need to make a conscious decision to put the even right things Even though they took away body. the gyms, even though they took away the things from you, you even still, though they're putting you in a different, you still got to do something. You got to make a move. We're going to talk about down access. the road, and this is not access. a teaser. That's right. Yeah, I don't want is. equality. But I want access. You can create your access, too. That, you can create access, your access. That, you can create your black wealth. We're getting off topic because we're going to talk about that. Identity politics is a thing. And this is the biggest misnomer. Number one, the March on Washington, Martin Luther King actually wanted to talk about jobs. When he was murdered, assassination, assassinated, money. he was going to march for jobs. Right. With, with the, the, listen, the reality is you understand with financial freedom and access, I don't need to ask you for a seat at your table. I can buy mine. Okay. That's Absolutely. what we were, believe it or not, and we're not going to go into it. That's what we were doing through segregation. That's why you had the Black Wall I think, Street. I think women, women make what? Is it 67 cents? On the dollar compared to men, I think there's women other, of color. There's make, I think other reasons behind that. that. So I mean, but you you have to realize that there are again systemic there, practices in place. But you that limit, Coach O. You we have, have to, to start at our household. You got to start at our there household. There are jobs. We keep our household and family members in the household. There, there are jobs there. that men have a pro- proclivity to that are higher paying. There are not a lot of women out there trying to be engineers. They're not. Why, but you know what? That? Why 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 aren't you fighting for we'll men to be school teachers? We'll talk about this another time. <laughs> We're gonna like talk about that. 80, 80, 80, 80 to 90% of the school teachers are women. Why aren't you fighting against that? They're, that's they they are disenfranchising men. There's no there's no testosterone in the school, there's Actually, no masculinity. There's a high demand for male teachers. Really? Why aren't they getting hired? It's it's just not a field that most men go into. Okay, you so just, how, asked, you how, just how, answered your own question. So let's get this back a to, to identity and politics. Okay. How is this? How is this Thank in relation? You. Let's let's wrap this up and close up on on what you think this identity identity politics is for you, Coach O. Uh, again, I think it it has to be an issue that is understand understood from its genesis and understood from the origins of this country how identity politics has shaped every decision that this country has made uh, from the Declaration of Independence through the 2016 election. So does and identity politics hurt us in, in how we vote and how we go out as people to vote? I think identity politics disenfranchises a large group of the population that does not understand its ramifications. Okay. And Jay Blaze, what do you, what do you think about identity politics? In the closest I don't around? like it. It's divisive. It makes victims out of people. It gets votes, not results. Because we're talking how many years later? And if you look at it, we own the same black people. This is so about black people. We own the same amount of land we did, actually a little less than after slavery. Like, what's going on? So you people are talking more and more about identity and this is going on and that's going on. It's just to get a vote. It's not to get results. And I'm all about results. I and I will vote for whoever I want to vote for, period. 
And identity politics that I see it on there, it's, it's just as uh, Jay Blaze was saying, it's to get a vote. If you look at the what, what happens after the votes cast, after the person's elected, that are those things that you wanted that politician to handle? Have they been taken care of? Have they addressed those issues? And it's typically no. So you got to identify with yourself, your household, who you Facts. are is in, the, in the culture that you are, and you have to make that difference. Whether Facts. it's going out there to vote, which should be the case. That's and right. if not, you take and manage and handle your own wealth, create your own wealth, create Facts. your opportunities, and then go from there and branch out and help your community in all colors. Facts. And, and hope you don't get Skittles or nice tea at the oh, show. I'll take the exception. It, it may happen. It, it may happen. But you don't let that be the defining factor of who you are, who your people are, and you don't let that define you. So I just vote for people because of black people. I guess that makes sense. Vote for your politics, not for the politicians. Well, well, well. Welcome back, guys. Here we are. It's time to get real serious. We got a, a topic here that's going to maybe push My somebody's favorite. buttons. We're into the religion portion. Yes, sir. Everybody talking about heaven ain't going. So let's, <laughs> let's get it started. We have a question for the panel and for you that are listening out to you. Thank you for joining us. Put uh, your comments down below. Subscribe and give us some feedback. Tell what you like, love, or can't stand us. But I got a question for you guys. You guys ready? I'm ready. You ready just to get ill with this? None personal, all gospel. So the question is, is toxic masculinity prevalent in the Bible? And I don't care if it's the King James. I don't care if it's the NIV or what we talking. We're going to start with Coach O. Coach O, what do you think? Is toxic masculinity prevalent in the Bible? And if so, how and why do you think that? Well, uh, first, I I definitely want to say yes. And I, I feel as though in today's day and age, you know, in the in the middle of the Me Too, Too movement, um, that word gets thrown around a lot. Okay. Toxic masculinity. And it almost causes a, a pullback from most men. Well, hey, that's not me. And because you're not out there doing something horrible okay. to women, you feel that your actions don't have negative repercussions on the next generation of women. Okay. So, um, you know, I, for this example, you know, uh, one of the things, and, and, Full disclosure, one of the things that has always bothered me um, in in just reading through the Bible, and and I'm going through a whole year, you know, through the Bible again this year, um, is the story of Dina and and, and how she gets overlooked when everyone, when we always talk about, oh, the 12 tribes of Israel, the 144,000 from the 12 Mm -hmm. tribes, all these apocalyptic Zionistic ideologies that come from the 12 tribes of Israel, the the 13th sister gets left off the, the books. Right. And so just from that standpoint, it it has always bothered me that we don't pay more attention to these stories, that we don't use these uh, opportunities to build up women throughout these biblical stories that we were all taught as kids. You know, you know, Joseph in the Technicolor dream code. Right. You're all taught all these (laughs) magical stories of of how God was masterful and crafting these stories. But when it comes down to these horrible stories involving women yes we kind of just overlook them or, or don't address them for the sins that took place that happened um you know for this example if you don't know the story of dina go look it up uh, it was a horrible rape that took place genesis 34 um, in the bible i actually um just for this example i took five examples that happened from sarah just leading up to that okay. so in in, two, in in three generations there was horrible stories from uh, Sarah being uh, given to Pharaoh in Genesis chapter 12, uh, when uh, in Lot offering his daughters to the people of Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis chapter 19. Okay. You had Hagar, uh, the, uh, Sarah's handmaid, um, offered to Abraham and having a child, Ishmael, which has created a whole wealth of storm throughout the Middle East, even to this day that we're battling, right? Um, You have, in Genesis 29, you have the switch between Leah and Rachel, where um, uh, Lakeham says, well, why don't you take this daughter first, work for me another seven years, and then I'll give you my other daughter. Okay. So you just have these stories, and and then ultimately ending in Billa and Zilpah in uh, chapter 30, where, you know, Rachel and Leah are just giving their, their... uh, handmaids their servants away to sleep with their husband. I mean, I, I get that this was happening in a biblical sense, okay. but what standard is this really setting for how 
men should treat women. Okay. And and if, and if I was just reading the Bible from front to back, I would be like, hey, I'm just going <laughs> to grab me a wife off the street. You know, I'm just going to treat her like um, wow. like uh, Perez's dad did, right? Well, well, so there's all these yes. examples that, to me, and again, I go back to, I know uh-huh. we just got off the, the segment being a girl's dad, but I go back to, you know, what does it take to be a, a modern father? What example are you setting for your daughter in a modern times where I'm taking my daughter on dates where I'm showing her yes. this is how a man is supposed to treat you? Okay. And if I'm reading the Bible from front to back, starting in Genesis before I even finish chapter 40, I, I don't have a positive uh, impression of what I would consider a toxic male culture that is in the first wow. book of the Bible. That's Coach O. Coach O is coming out shooting with both guns. Castle King. I mean, uh, what 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 do you have to say about this topic? This I mean, is I, I'm really... in shock and all. I get it. I understand. I do not think that there's toxic masculinity in, in, okay. the, in the Bible. I think the Creator is always correct. He's always right. Everything that He does is for purpose. All right, and even I know there's structures in there, but as you're talking about with Ishmael, teaches you how to stay committed to your wife and not have kids out of out of wedlock. There's other things that you can learn from this rather than just taking it as its literal sense on there. Okay. I don't think there's toxic masculinity. I think in Judges 4.4, 4, where Deborah was a prophetess, she was a prophetess, okay. the wife of Lapidus. So she was judging Israel. So she, there was some, there's positives in the Bible and people that, that women are in a positive aspect in the Bible. So it's okay. not completely out there. There's different things that maybe we're not aware of or not spoken of. That's where you got to go to a Bible-based church so they can go through the Bible as and you can review and have discussions through it. That's what Bible studies for through it too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do not think there's toxic masculinity. I think the, the creator gives example that the man is the head of the household and there's structure mm. so that there's structure to the household. And it says it. I see. It says Ephesians 2, 5, 22. Yes. Uh, wives submit you to your husband and he is the head of the, of, he's the, head of the wife as mm-hmm. Christ is the head of, of the church. So there's structure that he gets to it. The wife okay. was created after man to be the man's helper. So it's, okay. it's, I don't think there's a problem with order and everyone having their own place, it's just to say. It so doesn't Cassie, mean that there's a dominance in there. So, Kasky, what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that it's not a matter of toxic masculinity. I'm hearing you saying that there is a designed order and there's divinity in it and if you have the divine order, you have more likely a chance to have a success. Correct. In different relationships. Is that what you're saying? I, I agree. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. And, and through there, there is things that happen in the Bible, but God uses those situations to explain how to handle things in your life and how to go through it and persevere with that and through God and the structure. There. So there's more detail into those and how you're supposed to perceive those messages that happen. Is it going to say that things happen in the world? They are, but you always put God first and he's going to get you through it. Were there horrible things? There are. There are horrible things happening at this day and time now. But it doesn't mean that it's toxic masculinity out there. What do you in say? the Bible? What I do you have to say about I, that, Coach I'm, I'm going to push back gonna, on that? Well, I'm going to push back, and I'm okay. also going to share with you guys a, a personal story. But um, something that, that happened to me that I experienced that I was oblivious to. Okay. okay? Um, and, and, and stay with me on this example. Uh, a, a few years ago, um, I went uh, was playing golf with a few friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And after we got done playing golf, they said, hey, let's uh, go grab a bite to eat. So I'm like, sure, let's go grab a bite to eat. Um, they, we were downtown or, or near downtown Orlando, and they said, hey, let's go to uh, Twin Peaks. I was like, what? Twin Peaks? I've never heard of that. Oh, okay. Okay. And so we go into Twin Peaks, and I'm like, I get in, I'm like, Soda is it a gentleman's club? What? Is that where you're? No, it's it's it's. I, I don't. I call it's a wings place, right? It's it's a, a food place. I'm not sure. Scratch kitchen. Is. I call them now restaurants, right? They're just, <laughs> they're restaurants. They're disgusting. I mean, okay. I, and I can say that now as an adult male, yeah. th- they're disgusting. I didn't think anything of it because, as 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 we were groomed as children, boys will be boys, right? Okay. And so I didn't think anything of it. When okay. I get home, you know, I get home. What did you do? I tell my significant other that I went to this place, and she was mortified. So right? Can you explain yeah. to, the, to our listeners what this place, what, what were you mortified it, it, it's, about? It's a, it's a restaurant where women are, are dressed are, very provocatively. Were, were the men dressed provocatively, or was no, it the No, it's just women. It's, it's, just, it's, based, okay. it's, it's along the line of Hooters and Kerr's okay. Wing House, okay. and those places, I guess, will never be sponsored by them. I'm not sad by that. So the reality is, is that um, those types of places exist because of toxic masculinity. 
Well, and, and really? that's what we need to address in our. So, a man made so, her wear that. So, no. So when you when I when I read through the, the Bible and I see stories where women it, are not I given a choice of what they have over their lives when they are almost subservient to men wow. and and it is not necessarily addressed as as what it should have been. I felt personally in in the word or it's not currently addressed in in the light that where it's lifting up women. I I. So you yeah. so you're saying the Bible does not tell women no, how no, to dress? No, 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 uh, no That no, they should no, not be provocative. No, that no, they no. should wear head wraps oh, and no, to make I'm, sure. I'm not, I'm I just not. want to make sure because it looks like you're saying that the Bible does not explain structure and how Rapid women fire. should wear the clothes that the women should wear and also men. No, because I, we can I, go to, I, I through want, Deuteronomy if you want to go I, through I, that. I want wow. to be I want to be very clear on this. I I feel the Bible does amazing examples of the relationships between men and women. It establishes a great order, a great balance that can be achieved through for men and women. Okay. I've always used the standard of Proverbs 31, and I've been told that's almost an impossible standard to hold women up to, just as the Christ model is almost impossible for men to live up to. The real, my reality Not is, this, that impossible. is that it should we should be we should be hypersensitive to the struggles that women are currently facing in our today's society, given the fact that there is a history throughout. From if you believe the Bible is the beginning of time, there's been a history throughout the beginning of time that the women have been treated as less than equal throughout okay. and have, have have had their voice oftentimes stifled without any chance. I do not know if Zilpah or Billa wanted to marry uh, uh, yeah. Israel. I do not know if Hagar wanted to take Abraham as okay. a husband, but they were forced into those roles out of a subservient role. And that mindset, when I'm sitting there at, now I can see why my significant other was mortified by the fact that I'm I'm invoking those same emotions where women is forced into a woman of servitude towards a man based on her provocative and what's pleasing to my eyes, which I should not have been looking at. I, I can, I can understand that, but uh, if I may, I apologize. But I, uh, uh, the woman had the choice to put those clothes on and go to that job. There are many other jobs that she could have taken a job. Again, I'm not putting it on the woman. Does that entice a man? Yes. But again, this is where accountability has to take place, that you can make changes for it. That's not the only job that she could get, whether she thought for tips or not. There's other jobs that if she could have put her mind to and apply herself in a different aspect, she could have she could have made money or in a different aspect, but that's something that she chose to wear and dress. Are there men that are pigs out there? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But you have to sure. live your. That's where you take your Christ life and try to live as Christ and say, you know what, guys, this is not for me. Let's get out of here. I don't approve of this, and that's where the judgment of yourself and the situation you're in, and make the determination from there. Yes. That does. I don't think it's a man that's saying, hey, you need to wear this or whatever. And if that's a job, they have a choice to not do it. Jay Blades, what you got on this? I know you saw you you he, looking at me like he's, you he's looking at the chomps. He's looking at the chomps. <laughs> well, um, I think both of you guys have made compelling uh, arguments. Uh, let me just start out by saying that the number one thing you'll find when you read the Bible is that it's about an imperfect world that's in need of a holy, righteous, and perfect God. Facts. Okay. So throughout the the book of the Bible, and of course we know we have different. Um, different volumes and different people writing them. That's what you find. Um, I'm going to actually say the Bible shows you a full spectrum. What was one of the first things that happened in Genesis chapter 2? God looked down, and if you choose to believe in the Bible, which we do, right. God looked down upon Adam and said, it's not good for Adam to be alone. I'm going to create him a helpmate. Now, the helpmate doesn't, doesn't mean what most people think. It doesn't mean like, oh, doesn't mean a servant. hand me a screwdriver, Thank you for handing me the screwdriver. Eve was made with everything that Adam was lacking. She completed him. Jerry the woman, the woman, she did. Jerry <laughs> McGuire, for real. They stole Crown that me. from the Bible. They stole it from the Bible. She, she literally completed him. And even to this day, women actually have the capacity to actually worth, live without a man. Because she wasn't born with a desire towards Adam as opposed to being full of everything that he was missing. So that's an elevated position she has where he was formed, but she was actually created. Doesn't and that's to become one? Is right. So it's a play on words, but there's a difference between a form and a creation. Um, along with what you said about in Proverbs, yes, it, that's, that, that is actually hard to find. But hey, no one knocks a woman when they say a good man is hard to find. It is possible and it's probable 
uh, for a woman to attain those things. God also has, I believe, Castle Key mentioned earlier, earlier, standards for men. The biggest standard is possible. He told man to love his wife like Christ loved the, the church. church. And we kind of brushed it off, but that's pretty big. That means regardless of what our wives do, whatever flaw they have, mm. we have to show love and sacrifice in faith, no matter what they do. And he just said that over, hey, by the way, love them as you love yourself. There's other different dimensions. As a matter of fact, he told man to love woman approximately two times as many times he told the woman to honor her husband. Correct. Because at the end of the day, men feel more comfortable and they feel more appreciated when they're honored. We like to be loved now. Don't get us wrong, but we like to be honored. Yeah. But right. he put the onus of the relationship, the onus of the household. You'll find this in Ephesians chapter 5 and Ephesians chapter 6. Everything from how to be a husband, how to be a child, how to be a father, how to be an employee. How to love your how wife. How to be an employer, how to love your wife. Everything that's sustaining to life. And... He's giving man that instruction. Why? Because if the man is doing everything he's supposed to be, do, the outcome for the woman is supposed to be the same as the outcome for the church. You will flourish. You will be successful. You will thrive. So that's why I believe we were put in that leadership position not to domineer and do all of the ugly things we know about, which happened with Diana. She was just a little teenager. Um, very young lady in a pagan city and all the other women in the Bible. Which I was But to actually to avoid that and for men to be men. So a lot of times people think masculinity, and we look at the word masculinity, and I'm just going to finish with this. People think of negative behavior with men. That's not masculinity. Anyone that's raised by a masculine figure understand that you're supposed to respect women. You're supposed to respect adults. You're supposed to follow rules. You're supposed to be disciplined. Masculine is just really an attribute or characteristic of being a man, just like being feminine is a character or attribute of being a woman. Now, we have toxic behavior that cascades over men, women, and people who are not sure of their gender. And, we, and to top of what you were just saying there as well, she was in a pagan city, which is just like an Easter that we were talking about before, that they practice sex and orgies. And God also says to get out of Babylon, to remove yourself from these places that you're not supposed to be in. So those are other lessons that you can go from there. And that's a, that could be something big as well. So it's not like if, if you're in a, a wrong city or a different city, you're supposed to come out of Babylon. Oliver, you cooking. What you got to say, I, Oliver? I, I mean, I don't want to say you're victim blaming, um, but it sounds a little bit like you're blaming Dina. I, for did, some, I didn't blame her. I'm, I'm, saying I'm saying the lesson learned. I mean, that's like, like saying, oh, well, you know, nothing good happens after midnight. OK, yes, Dad. But uh, I didn't tell him to put his hands on me. I mean, the reality is, is this is that. Again, there is this, and, and I'm saying this because I was a, a young man. I've made some horrible mistakes throughout my life where I've been less than admirable. I'll just say that, right? right. And, and in understanding and looking back on that, in my mind, I say, where did, where did that come from? Okay. Where was that seed planted in my mind that thought it was okay to go to a strip club, that thought it was okay to, you know, holler at a girl at a bar or Satan. dance provocatively? Like, where were those things that, uh, that were planted in me that, that the surrounding uh, so question brotherhood or, or surrounding men would say, hey, no, that's not what we do here. Book of James. The reality is, and, and, I, and again, we're in the world, right? We're not of this world. But the reality is, is that the overall general, these things that, that I've read have never, and again, I, I'm looking at this where I've never, in my 41 years of life, I've never really heard uh, from a pulpit or from any kind of studies, these issues that I I see and, and I know now with my brain, I've never seen these issues really addressed from an aspect that says this was wrong. So if I was teaching Genesis chapter 34, that's where it kind of happened. Mm -hmm. Number one, what city was Jacob supposed to be in? He's supposed to move to Bethel. Okay. But he decided to go to where the heathen and move closer to the city. So the responsibility goes on Jacob. That's less uh, for... For number one, what are, what are some of the things he's supposed to do as a father? Well, he's number one, he's supposed to follow God. Uh, number two, he's supposed to protect his daughter. We, I'm not, I'm not big thing blaming her. He had her in a, in a position where something bad can happen to him, and he took his. I believe the reason why we had the outcome at the end, which after they got the circumcision and just doing a fast forward through the chapter, right. um, while it was weak, his sons when they murdered those yep. boys, is that he understood they, they, that he put his daughter in danger. 
and something really bad but they happened. Made a, they, they, after after, after let, that let, fact, I'm he, sorry, but after that fact, they made a deal and he came back and thought it was a good idea. He's so, like, so, um, yeah, we've made a deal. They're going to all get circumcised and now we can intermarry. Like, just, just that conversation. Again, I go back to Lot. Just the conversation of, hey, don't take these guys. Take my virgin daughters. Oh. I mean, the, the disregard for women, I I, I, I don't want to get into to theology. Addressing that okay. as men, and, and, and I don't want to say work backwards and forwards, but I think we need to raise up the stature of women in our society so that when we do see these places, you know, I see people uh, picketing Planned Parenthood. How come they're not walking around Hooters? How come they're not picketing these places let's stick to the throughout Bible. the communities Wait, stick that to the exploit Bible. women? Let's well, stick to the Bible. And, and, so I, and that's me, all I'm trying to say. I don't want to get into theology, but what does we, Jacob we come mean? Back to Jacob it. means supplanter, which means a deceitful one. And that's how he got his name until he started going by the name of Israel on a continuum, which I think the name was first mentioned in Genesis chapter 32. So we now have a theology, but the point is of the Bible is there's a lot of people who were imperfect. Man has always been a covenant breaker. You were born in sin. So uh, go, uh, uh, Castle King, I know there's some things you want to go ahead and say. I mean, no, I mean, between that, I mean, we were, we were born in sin on there. So that's something that, I mean, I don't know if we have much time to, to wrap up on here, but we, right. we're, we're born in sin on there. We so. got to wrap it up, but we're going to finish this part because the next thing, you know, we, we got, we actually have to finish it. But what we want to do is thank you guys for listening to us. It was great talking about this topic. Thank this you for spending not your time the last with us. Time. <laughs> thank you for spending your time with us when you have some time. Put comments down comments. below. We need to hear from you guys, whether you agree or disagree. Let us know if you with Coach No. I mean, Coach O, <laughs> uh, Castle King, what we're doing here. Thank you for joining us far. It's been a privilege, and you guys have a great weekend. Gracias, mi gente.